1: check out DreamHost. Not only is their solution super affordable, it'll make your website load faster and they have amazing tools and support for your business to ensure that you grow and succeed.
0: Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm Eric Su. And I'm Neil Patong. And today, we're going to talk about what you can learn from the Chinese about business. So since I'm Chinese, uh, I can go ahead and kick this off. So I've been reading this book called AI Superpowers, written by this guy named Kai-Fu Lee, who used to uh, actually work in Apple, and he pitched uh, artificial intelligence in Apple in the 90s, uh, and now he's back over in China. Guy's got like 50 million social media followers. So I got a lot of context there, um, and then I really started to think more about what people can learn from the Chinese. And I think the first thing is, you know, in the in the internet era, as China was kind of uh, coming into power as in the, the number two power in the world, they were really behind, right? So they had there's a lot of copying going on. And what I mean by that is like in Silicon Valley, you know, when, when you copy someone else that's really frowned upon, you can't really infringe on patents, things like that. In China, say 20 plus years ago, it's a lot more um, lenient, right? A lot more loose. People are just copying each other all the time. And it became this really cutthroat kind of mentality where, you know, the people that can execute the fastest are the ones that that often win in the long term and I think I'm not saying you should go copy. I'm, I'm just thinking like from an executioner standpoint, what you can do is you can look at what other people are doing and just out execute them, right? Because a lot of people that come up with the idea first, it's not even just the first mover. It's who can execute fast and who can execute better. That's one of the first things uh, that I saw in terms of the Chinese uh, doing something well. And now they're at the point where they no longer need to just copy. Now they're just innovating on top of what they have, which you see like one of their apps. WeChat, for example, all transactions are done through their e-commerce. Um, you can you know, even do like little little mini trans- transactions in there, order food in there too. They've innovated on top of, they copied in the beginning and now they can just innovate. Um, so that copying kind of ca- caught them up with, you know, the all the powers in, in, in the world. And now they're just innovating um, based on how their
1: cultures are are defined. The Chinese also grind things out. So in business, if you want to do well there, you don't just work Monday through Friday, nine to five. A lot of people are coming there early mornings, they're leaving late at night, and they're coming on the weekends. And I'm not saying that's healthy or not, or that you should do that or you shouldn't do that, but the reality is, if you love what you're doing you sh- and you're passionate about it, you shouldn't get burned out. And if you don't get burned out, then and you wanna beat your competitors who probably have more money than you, they've been doing it longer, you gotta figure out how to just go all in and spend whatever amount of time and energy to make things happen. It's all about executing, it's all about speed, and you gotta use those little things like your competitors being huge corporations and you know they're gonna move slow and they're gonna work nine to five. You working those extra hours or weekends really gives you a leg up on them. Yeah, and so in in China, what they call this is
0: 997. So the way this works is you come into work at 9 a.m. You leave work at 9 p.m. You work seven days a week. Now, what's known as a great culture in China is you work 996. Now, Neil's smiling because it's like, damn, if people can do that, it's great, right? So, 996 is basically you don't work on Sundays. You get Sundays off. That's a great culture,
1: (laughs) which is basically how we work, huh? (laughs) Well, technically, we work seven days a week. (laughs) Yeah, okay. we, We don't have a good culture for ourselves, I guess. But And that goes back to burning out. We don't get burned out because we actually enjoy what we're doing. It's true. But yeah, and, and the other thing too is in China, and Eric mentioned a little bit about this, is here in the US, a lot of people are like, innovate, innovate, innovate. And I love innovation. And I think that's what's made the United States great. Heck, it even makes a lot of other countries great too, because nowadays you don't just have innovation just only coming out of the US, especially in the tech field, you're seeing it worldwide. But the thing is, when you look at places like China, they don't mind copying and they don't look at it as a bad thing. Even in America, it's starting to become more acceptable and you shouldn't look at it as a bad thing. If your competitors are doing something that's helping them get business, don't worry about copying them. Yeah, sure, some people may look bad or may look down upon you, but who cares? You're doing what's best for your customers. And if you look at a lot of the businesses out there today that are these multi-billion dollar companies, they copy each other. In the startup world, people are like, oh, you shouldn't copy your competitor. Well, if your competitor is making a ton more money than you and what they're doing is working, then you better copy them because if you don't, you're going to get crushed. What's a good
0: example of that? Instagram stories. It's copying, yes, yeah. yeah, Snapchat.
1: Instagram stories copied Snapchat. They kicked their butt. And, uh, Facebook also copied Snapchat. What's the other one? WhatsApp. They also copied Snapchat. Yeah, then
0: Microsoft added one to, to, to Skype too. Did they? They added stories as well, I think. Oh, that's Everybody's awesome. adding stories.
1: It's great. And and you know, I had the same happen to me. There was a competitor called Mixpanel with my latest startup. It was called Kissmetrics. But Mixpanel copied our stuff. They got TechCrunch press for it. And it was like pixel copied, right? Not just, hey, we're going to copy some features. They beat us. They kicked our butt. Good for them. I Can't hate on them. Noah Kagan, we used to talk a lot with him beforehand, but then he started copying a lot of our features. And we had this company called Hello Bar. He copied a lot of the features with Sumo, Worked well for him. There's nothing wrong with it. I can't hate him for it. Business is business. He has to do what's best for him.
0: Yep. The final thing I'll add from my side is if you look at China, I I mentioned WeChat China has way more people than the United States, first and foremost. They also have a lot more consumer data, too. So in the, in the United States, you talk about privacy all the time. And I think privacy is certainly very important. You see all in, in the news right now, a lot of companies are getting in trouble because of privacy. Well, it, when you look at WeChat, I, I talked about these transactions where you can give people like a red envelope for Chinese New Year's. You can buy food just straight off. Like WeChat kind of controls everything, right? Now, they have what, may, way more consumer data, which means... AI you know which is coming in the future so the book I was reading AI superpowers AI is basically like whoever has uh, way more data to work with they're going to be able to build a lot more applications to help consumers so China is ahead in that race just because they were able to innovate faster for faster for consumers and then kind of worry about the ramifications afterwards. Now, I, I highly recommend reading that book because that got me to think about, you know, how we can talk about, um, you know, how the Chinese are different and why they went from really kind of low, really super low in terms of GDP into like number two now in the world. Neil, anything else?
1: I have nothing else to add. If you guys just take a lot of the concepts, of this from China or any other countries, don't look at them as... They're not as superior. They're not as smart. I look at countries, whether it's Brazil or UK or Australia, it doesn't matter where they're from. I believe, and Eric does as well, you can learn from anyone. So take the best concepts that other people are leveraging and see if you can apply it to your business. And you can do that from anything. It doesn't even have to be a country. It could just be a different industry, but learning from people and having open ears and eyes and just be willing to adapt and not being stuck in your way is a great way to ensure that you're going to hopefully do better and better in the long run. And the people I know who are just really set in their ways, they're the ones who typically get crushed the first, not just in business, but also in marketing. All right. So that is it for today.
0: As of the update 41 million downloads. Uh, so this is, again, for us, once we hit 1 million downloads in 30 days, we're going to throw that live event in downtown Los Angeles. We're at about 814,000. I
1: think we're on track for that, right? For in a 30 day period. That's uh, correct. But make sure you go to the site, check it out. Uh, MarketingSchool.io slash stats. Yep. And uh, you'll see where we're at because we do record these podcasts in bulk and uh, we'll end up finding out what happens sooner or later. Yeah. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Share it with everybody. Share it with your mom. Share it
0: with your dog. Share it with your cat. And we will see you tomorrow. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow, right here on Marketing School.